Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 94. 94. I was going to say it was the it year was a, I was born. It was not the year that either of us were born. I was about to say it was a good year. <laughs> it's a year a lot of our friends were born, I'm sure. Good year. Good year, blimps. That's what I always say. What is Robots on Typewriters? Good question. I'm glad. Wait, am I glad I asked? You're glad or you, you asked. Glad you I better asked. be glad you asked. Because <laughs> I'm not. I am very glad I asked. Good. Good. Robots on Typewriters is a podcast all about computational creativity using computers, randomization, artificial intelligence, and that sort of thing to make creative content or to help creative people make creative content. On this show, we have two segments, both of which were named by random name generators. The first one is the Zesty Hat, in which we highlight computational creativity from around the web, highlighting how People are using computers to be creative. And then in our second segment, we like to get creative ourselves and use AI, randomization, that sort of thing to play a funny game of our own creation each week. This week, it's my turn to don the zesty hat. Ah, uh, yeah, it should have been my turn to make up the game because I did the hat last week. Right, well, that's what I was saying. But we also, like, when I we started see. the bracket, we, I think mixed stuff around and like i did two hats in a row so we're actually kind of back on track doing it this way but i think this is like a a series of me not uh, like not just a podcast series but there's a series (laughs) of my own errors this has been a mini series time we've gone off track (laughs) justin fucks up yeah that that's the subtitle of the podcast (laughs) anyway somehow me fucking up this week puts us back on track and i am doing the zesty hat This week's hat is a tech company called Ava. Ooh. Ava.ai. Ava stands for the Artificial Intelligence Virtual Artist. A-I-V-A.ai. Ava is similar to things we've uh, highlighted on this show before, but it's a commercial version of what I think we've mostly seen as an art project. Ava is a music composer. Mm. Um, it's a commercial product, so they don't have a lot of, like, under the hood of how it works. Like, there's not a white paper. I can't go read the code, something like that. But they have a post on Medium, the team that made Ava, saying that Ava was trained on large collections of music written by the greatest composers, Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, dot, dot, dot. Those are the three great composers, of course. That's from Mama dot, Mia. Dot, dot. I'm assuming that ABBA is in there as well. Oh, no, that's a bit of Morse code. That's oh. S. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, I love his stuff. Oh, wait, is that O? No, that is S. <laughs> the four great composers, Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, and Morse code S. <laughs> I love Morse code S. Yeah, go on. Uh, so as far as I can tell, Ava is trained on like the sheet music of those composers. Um, and the... What's produced by Ava, again, as far as I can tell, I don't know this for sure because it's, uh, you know, proprietary commercial information, but my best guess is that Ava's trained on a bunch of sheet music and outputs new sheet music that then is either synthesized or in some of the demonstrations that the Ava team gave played by uh, human musicians. 
Mm-hmm. So on the Ava.ai website, there's a number of samples. These are like soundtrack kind of songs. I think the that's the intended audience here. They say whether you're an independent game developer, a uh, complete novice in music, or a seasoned professional, Ava can assist you in the creative process. Um, so the, the first group they're looking at there is game developers, and you can tell just listening to some of the music samples they have that Ava is uh, definitely geared towards sweeping instrumental soundtracks, okay. but they have a number of um, predefined styles that you can generate music in, including cinematic, pop, rock, jazz, sea shanty. Sea shanty. Uh, yeah, so they have some samples, and then they have what actually interests me as much as anything is their pricing model here, um, and I think it reflects some of the questions that we're going to face as computational creativity becomes more mainstream and more prominent. So they have three standard pricing models. One is their free model, where you can make as many tracks as you want, download up to three a month, uh, and you can't download pop or rock songs. I suppose they know that those are their most popular or maybe their best uh, genres, so they restrict those to the paid plans. The standard plan has the same, uh, no, the standard plan has unlimited track creation, unlimited downloads. You can download pop and rock. Now, each of those, the music you create comes with a non-commercial license. So you can put it, you know, in your YouTube video that isn't monetized or a student art project or a game that is free. Uh, But the copyright for the music is owned by Ava, and you can't commercially license your music. However, they also have a pro plan, which has the same features as the standard plan, except you're granted a commercial license, and the music you create is fully copyrighted to you. Wow. Now, this is very interesting to me, that you can use a tool like this to generate music that Um, At one pricing plan, the idea is that the music is owned by the tool, and in a different plan, the music is owned by the person who input data or selected, like, curated the generations. Um, I think I don't have uh, necessarily a firm opinion I want to lay down right this second (laughs) about who should own that copyright, Um, but I think it's very interesting, the idea that if you're composing with an AI, if you're, you know, creating in a collaborative way with something that's not a human, who owns the creation? Is it the the only human that was in the process? Right. Um, is it partial ownership to the humans that created the AI? Can an AI hold a copyright? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's easy enough. Um, but yeah, I think it it brings up interesting questions about like who owns art that is created when it's collaborative in this way. Yeah. And that's a very uh, uh, tech startup way of handling it. That, right. uh, we own it unless you pay us enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that raises some interesting questions. We'll probably deal with like us as a society, not us as podcast hosts. I mean, uh, going forward about who owns 
collaborative, computationally creative art. Yeah, for sure. That's very interesting. Uh, but also, I think we should put some a clip or two of the free generations of Ava's music on here because it's really cool sounding. Okay. I named I name some of the styles you can compose with. You can also just type in uh, an artist or a song that you want to influence the music. I think that's like fine tuning um, GPT two or fine tuning a a large neural network on a specific smaller data set. Um, so yeah, Ava, a cool way to make symphonic music computationally. Love it. I almost just named a character Ava. In something. A-I-V-A? No. I bet not. <laughs> and also, I didn't, so it's a super fun story. <laughs> nice. I'm glad you told it. Me too. Anyway, that's my hat this week. <laughs> Lovely hat. Musical hat. I love a musical hat. Um, I wish... Yeah, that I, I w- a sombrero. A som- <laughs> that's not necessarily a musical hat. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm. Uh, we're, we're going back to an old standby game this week um, that I don't think we've played in a very long time, and that is Real Net Nick. Yes, the original RNN. The original RNN. <laughs> well, the, the first ever RNN. RNN. <laughs> this ex- Yeah, this game existed before neural nets even existed. Isn't that crazy to think yeah, about? Yeah, even like real neurons. Like this existed yeah. before brains evolved. It's so crazy to think about that. But anyway, um, yeah, we haven't played this in a while. And I was trying to think of a good um, a good topic of uh, for the content. And... Um, I, I think we, I can't remember if we actually talked about this on the podcast or if I like cut it out, if it was on air at all, I don't know, but- Cut it out. Cut it out. But recently, um, I, I have been thinking and talking about this um, computer game that I had as a child called My Disney Kitchen and discovered that Justin played it as well um, this past some night of the week. I don't know. It was Friday night. That's not when I, I played it. I played it years ago. <laughs> I, I, um, I wanted to, I found a, a way I could play it online, wanted to play it, didn't want to do it alone, so I streamed it on YouTube for a little bit, um, and, uh, it's just, it got my, my wheels spinning about old games that I used to play as a kid, um, so I went and I found a, a bunch of, I put together a data set of a bunch of childhood computer games, like educational games from the early 2000s, the 90s, some probably from even your more recent the got fish, in there. Your Carmen oh, San Diego's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your Putt-Putt. They're all in there, as along with a bunch of other shit. But um, yeah, we're just we're going to play a game of Real Net Nick, which um, as a refresher- What is never... Real Net Nick? I'm glad you asked. Um, It's (laughs) Real Net Nick is a simple guessing game where I'm going to pose to Justin uh, three different uh, things, and one of them is a real computer game in this scenario. 
One of them is generated with a neural net. In this case, I used GPT-2 Simple. And the other one I generated with a, a botnik keyboard trained on these things. You want to say what a botnik keyboard is? And I'll say what GPT-2 Simple is. Sure. A botnik keyboard is a, um, it's a predictive text keyboard. It's a, a program called Voicebox made by Botnik Studios. And um, you feed it a text document, a, a, a file of, you know, some kind of body of text. And it produces a predictive text keyboard much like your phone's predictive text and um you and write GPT- stuff with it oh sorry <laughs> oh uh, i'm done I, I interrupted you straight to hell um, yes. <laughs> gpt2 simple is a python library written by max wolf that lets you train gpt2 a very large language model made by OpenAI, on a small data set so GPT-2 is this enormous language model um, that's basically trained on all the text on the internet. It can generate new text based on that. And because it knows so much text and because it was so computationally powerfully created, the things it makes end up sounding like human written text, if a bit off topic or random. And then using the Python library GPT-2 simple, you can fine-tune that training on a very small data set or a data set of your choosing, smaller than the entire text of the internet anyway, uh, to fit it to a topic. So that's just what Allison did with these computer games. Yeah, so we're just going to get right in. Um, Your first set, I've got 10 sets here. Your first set of computer games. And as is customary, unless you know one of these games to be a real game. I would love to hear what you think it might oh, of be about. Um, first set, we've got King Wiggins Hair, Ben's Game, or Banny Mouse. All right. King Wiggins Hair? Yeah. Um, so that one sounds like an old, like, uh like knock off dr seuss poem mm. about like you know the evil king wiggins and like he thought he had a sick hairdo but only the <laughs> honest could see that he was bald or something like it's, a, it's an obvious like emperor's uh, yes yeah emperor's new clothes emperor's new I, groove yes yeah it took a lot of brain power <laughs> to not say that and i couldn't even say the right thing i just couldn't <laughs> say the wrong thing <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's what that sounds like. I don't know what the fun of the game is, just clicking on hair until it falls off. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of, like, game. storybook games back in the day. It was just, like, yeah. a storybook, but you would click through it. I could see that. The original visual novels. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, the next one was called... Ben's Game. Ben's Game? Correct. Uh, this is a game that my supervisor, Ben, made. <laughs> it's, it's humble in origin. It doesn't even have a title. It's just labeled of whose game it is. This is just a CD you game, found on his desk. If he had a game, it would either be about, so in terms of video games, I think he used to like FIFA as a lad. So it might be FIFA and it just like the cover ripped off of it and he just wrote ben's game on the front (laughs) this is my game it could be a game uh in the vein of like a guitar hero rock band game 
but you can only do uh, guitar and karaoke covers of 80s cheesy <laughs> rock songs like Bon Jovi and Duran Duran. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's what I choose to believe Ben's okay. game is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he made it in like, was... yeah, 1998. Oh, he made it in like 1998. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was trying to capture nostalgia before there was any nostalgia for that music. <laughs> back when it was okay. still like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, unlike Rock Band and Guitar Hero, there's no way it measures how good you are because the technology wasn't <laughs> available yet. So you game. just play the song and then it just says, wasn't that fun? <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. It just gives you encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Ben's game. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and then, then the last game was called Fanny Mouse. Manny Mouse. Manny M. Mouse. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is a obvious dollar store ripoff of Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. Manny Mouse is basically indistinguishable. He actually, so it's assets taken from a tom and jerry game so it's jerry <laughs> but he's called manny mouse and it's obviously someone doing like a poor mickey mouse impression oh, that's very weird i don't like that that's at manny all. mouse i hate like knockoff like animation it 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 really does bad things to it's, me i don't like it at all it's bad yeah it's really bad Have you seen the one i don't know what it's called Never mind. I I have like a forgotten half memory of a bad animation. So, <laughs> uh, so what do you think? I think that Ben's game is real because it rings a bell. Okay. I think that <laughs> it's <laughs> because you've seen it on your supervisor's desk. Yes, I. It rings a bell that it exists. Whether it was in the data set or not, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> As for the other two, I want to say that King Wiggins' hair is Botnik and Manny Mouse is uh, Neuralnet. You would be correct across the board. Boom. I don't, uh, Ben's game is, it just looks colorful. I don't really know what the deal is. Ben's game is a video game. Oh, no. Oh, no. I should have read this at all. Oh no, Ben's game is a video game about fighting cancer. <laughs> I remember Ben's game. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was published by the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Okay, all right, next set. I don't really, I like kind of themed these together, but I didn't come up with any kind of like themes for them. So next one, we've got Lion Library Invasion. Oh, Invasion. <laughs> Nova Scotia, the Oregon Trail. That's there's a hyphen in there. Nova Scotia hyphen the Oregon Trail. Okay. Or Chill Manor. That's M A N O R. Uh so I love Chill Manor. Uh that is a mystery game uh where it's meant to have like a almost vampire y kind of vibe. It's like a whodunit, you're trapped in this manor except everyone is like California laid-back surfer bros. <laughs> Whoa, dude, Toby's totally dead. <laughs> I like that concept. But they are all still dressed like very like goth and like, yeah. Yes, yes. I like that concept music, a lot, actually. I think the music would be a delightful mix yeah. of like 
basically surfer tunes played on a harpsichord. Oh my god, this sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm very into this. Yeah, Chill Manor's got some legs. Yeah. Um, Nova Scotia, the Oregon Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just like a localized version of the real game Oregon Trail for uh, Canadian kids growing up in the Maritimes who think mm-hmm. that video games forget about their uh, culture and mm-hmm. region. Yeah. Um, it's historically inaccurate. Surely people didn't try to go from, I don't know, like, Nova Scotia <laughs> to Newfoundland as like a, a, a an epic trek um, in the same style as going from like you know Boston to Oregon mm-hmm. um, and it, it takes about three minutes to beat it you know you just you should just, we get going yeah. now yes okay we're there beautiful yeah it's a nice easy game um, yeah no risk and the last no one reward. was l- Lion Invasion? Lion Library Invasion. Lion Library Invasion. Uh, This is a cross. So this was a TV show tie-in. It was Mm. a cross between uh, Tiger King and (laughs) Between the Lions. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh no. So Between the Lions, I know Allison remembers this. I feel like we've discussed this at one point. It was like a PBS, you know, public broadcast kids show when we were little kids, probably about 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, about like the New York Public Library, which has like the two lion sculptures out front. So the lead characters were puppet lions. Tiger King is about the seedy world of private like big cat zoos in America. I just watched this and it's it's insane. And, and like someone gets eaten by a tiger or murdered every 20 minutes or something. No, it, no, my mom, I was just explaining this to my mom last night. She was like, I don't want to watch tigers eating people. I was like, they're not the problem. It's the people who are no, the problem. It's the, yeah, it's the crazy people. And like the one lady probably murdered her yeah. ex-husband or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So how do these, t- I mean, <laughs> how do these come together? Yeah, so it's like that. It's the world of, uh, it's the shady world of private libraries in America where people let actual lions, not puppets, uh, Mm. freely roam the library halls. I have heard about that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so between the lions, library invasion. um, Yeah, the gameplay is basically just, you know, you get it's to teach kids like the Dewey Decimal System. So you mm-hmm. get like a, a book uh, call number and you have to go locate the book before you're eaten by a lion. Okay. Okay. That's fun. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say um, Nova Scotia, Oregon Trail is Botnik. No, 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 no. That's not the word I meant is uh, GPT-2. Uh, lion Library Invasion is botnik and the real game was chill manor yeah you fucked it up again in a good way (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) fuck it fuck it up in a good way chill manor is um it's like it's it's a creepy uh mystery game Um, a drinking game (laughs) no it's like an educational mystery game but instead of um ooh i'm seeing ooh i'm seeing some animation that i don't like i don't want to i don't i don't oh that was not the sound to me that would have indicated you don't like it. 
I'm gonna send it to you and we can watch it later. I'm just seeing like a preview of the movement and I really don't like it. Um, the it sounds like the um the main character is named Ophelia Chill. (laughs) I like that. It's like you feel my vibe, (laughs) Ophelia Chill. (laughs) Oh no, I'm watching it now because it's only forty seconds. Oh yeah, I'm watching it too. This is like. I they like couldn't him. afford all of the frames, so they got one third of the ones that they needed. I think this guy is um, Maximilian Nielsen, though. Oh, yeah, and that's his dead sister. Yeah. Wait, did we Checks plagiarize this game? Yeah, okay. it's the source amnesia where we were barely <laughs> remembering playing this as children. Okay, number three round. Three, number three, three. Um, We've got... The Goomba family, okay. Meister Cody, and Popeye okay. No. Popeye Gnome? Popeye No. Like Popeye, Popeye No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start in the middle. Okay. Meister Cody. Yes. Um, this, to me, sounds extremely like it's a Japanese game that was like very poorly translated over. (laughs) So it was originally like in Japanese, you know, wizard Takashi. But they were like, okay, uh, the word we got in our like primitive version of Google Translate was Meister as like a magic user. (laughs) So and then we can't call it Meister Takashi. Kids won't know that name, so we need to localize it. What's a cool name in like the <laughs> mid '90s? Cody. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're just you know a wizard fighting orcs or whoever wizards fight. Um, and yeah, you're you're Meister Cody. It's a 2D side-scrolling wizard beat 'em up. Okay. Uh, Popeye, no. <laughs> Uh, not about the Sailor Man. Okay. Um, not, not, not licensed by that uh, property at all. Uh, Popeye just happens to be the name of somebody's dog, and this game is just uh, educational, like about how to train a dog. So it's like Popeye, no Popeye, fetch. Oh, Popeye, sit. okay. Um, yeah, you get this new puppy Popeye at the beginning of the game and throughout the course of the game, you have to teach him more commands and like you learn what's good and bad about owning a first pet. I like that. That's a very nice concept. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's what Nintendogs was before Nintendogs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was the first one? The Goomba family. The Goomba family. Yes. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, so often... Mafia games focus on the boss, the the Tony Soprano, the uh, other mob bosses. Yeah, yeah, that's the only uh, one, yeah. That's the only mob boss. To me, uh, anyway. Don Vito Soprano. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so often these games focus on the family that's actually in charge, that's running the streets. Um, and... Frequently, they gloss right over the bumbling henchmen. They don't talk so much about the, you know, random guy that has to work the door at the nightclub or the guy that still mostly waits tables but says that he knows his cousin is in the mob, even though he's, (laughs) you know, it's kind of a really distant connection and that doesn't really buy him a lot of influence. 
Uh, this game is about those people, the Goomba family. Oh, but yeah, and so but so since it's like a kids game, I like the idea that it's like it's like from the kid's perspective, like the kid growing up in this world. It's kind of like if the first like ten minutes of Goodfellas was the whole movie. Yeah, exactly. All my life, I always wanted to be a gangster. Anyway, it's time for my third grade English test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's basically it. That it's like for the parents, if like there's a parent watching over the kid's shoulder, they'll see there's like, you know, mafia mayhem happening in the background <laughs> right. and like hints at like a, a disturbing underworld that the, yeah, it's the like lead character child's parents belong to. While he's like doing his homework, his mom comes upstairs and it's like, just stay in your room for a little bit, honey. Yeah, and you hear a helicopter and a toilet flushing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or like you're at his baseball game and there's uh a bunch of a bunch of guys in the corner passing money around. <laughs> oh, I guess they're just, you know, buying and selling things. No, Baseballs. they are gambling large sums on a children's baseball game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Yeah, basically that's it. It's a little slice of life as a third grader whose family is all in the mob. Uh yeah, so which of these is is which? Um, Popeye No is GPT-2. Uh, Goomba Family is Botnik. And whichever one I didn't just say was Meister real. Cody? Ooh, yes. Comfortable yes? You're, com you're comfortable with yes? Comfortable yes. Okay. You did the Netnik switch on that one. The Ooh. Goomba family is Net. Popeye No is Nick. I the the one I was least confident there was Meister Cody being real. <laughs> now I think my explanation's probably right that it just was a poorly translated Japanese title. I think it's like a it very well maybe it's like a math game. It looks like it's it's so I don't know could be wizardish. Actually, that ah, looks like it was a named for the Cody assessment, C O D Y, ah. computer and dyscalculia test training. Ah, okay. All right, round four. We've got Donald Little, <laughs> Sticky Bear, or Disney Princess Scream Team. Scream Team? Correct. Wow. Okay. Uh, I like the first two belonging to a, a category. I think those are both like blatant. Uh, it's again blatant ripoff of children's characters. Uh, right. Donald Little is like all the worst parts of Donald Duck and Chicken Little um, <laughs> in that terrible early 2000s 3D computer animated art style. Um. And it's it's not really got much of a plot. It's it's actually something like Goomba Family, where it's just like you're a kid going about his life, <laughs> except instead of fun like mafia scenes in the background, it's just your parents are ducks. Isn't that funny? <laughs> okay. Um, Sticky Bear. Yes. This is about. Uh, it was a tie-in from the National Forest Service, so this was Smokey the Bear. Smoky Bear or Smokey the Bear? Smokey Von Bear? Yes, that's, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had to hear it, but yeah, that's the one. This was Smokey Von Bear's cousin, Sticky Bear. <laughs> Sticky um, Bear? Sti 
Wait, is this game not called Sticky Bear? It's Sticky Bear. Did you not just say Thicky Bear? Oh, I did not say Thicky Bear. Okay. That's their other cousin. Right. That's nothing to do with this game. Uh, So Smokey the Bear tells you not to, you know, leave fires unattended and Mm -hmm. put out your embers at the end of the camping session, all this sort of thing. Sticky Bear was a different initiative to not litter while you're uh, out camping okay like don't you know you're making s'mores don't just leave all your marshmallows like up against the tree um, (laughs) because a bear will try to eat them right but the bear will then get stuff stuck to his fur and there'll be pine needles it'll make it look like he has a big bushy beard oh and you Um, don't want to do that to the bear and then as anyone who's seen American toilet paper ads know, bears love a mm. nice clean bottom yes. um, that Charmin can deliver. Uh, but not if the bear's all sticky, not if you left your gum in the forest. <laughs> so it's against uh, a very so. specific kind of littering. It's not like yeah, all littering. littering. It's like, please don't drop your sticky stuff. That's just not going to fly for bears. Yeah. There's two simple rules for bears. Sticky, don't drop it. Thicky, drop it. <laughs> I hate. Okay. Uh, thicky bear is a, a dance game like DDR. Mm, anyway, okay. uh, sticky bear was that, yeah. And then the last one was Disney Princess Scream Queens. Scream, Scream team. team. Scream Teens. Yeah, team. Teens team uh disney princess scream team is um it's it's like a disney like dress up kind of game except the theme of it is uh horror movies scream team that they're all you know there's plenty of games about all the scary horror bad guys but disney can't really get into that uh because then there needs to be you know, murder or weapons Mm. or whatever, and Disney doesn't want to touch it. So instead, they are um, celebrating the Scream Queens, the the lead actresses that are the victims in horror movies. And you can, yeah, you can dress up, you know, Ariel, the Little Mermaid, to be Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Okay, that's fun. You can, uh... You can have one of the old school Disney princesses being the woman in the shower in Psycho. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other famous Hollywood horror screams exist. Yeah, but I don't know do. them. That's fine. Me neither. Yeah, that's basically what the game is. It's a Disney Halloween special. Okay, I love that dress love up that. game. All right, I'm gonna say Disney Princess Scream Team is Botnik. I'm going to say Sticky Bear is real and Donald Little is GPT-2. You're doing very well. That Those were all correct. Nice. You said the the subtitle to this podcast is Justin Fuck Shit Up. You didn't know that the inflection was Justin Fuck, <laughs> fuck Shit Up. up. Uh, Sticky Bear is... Um, Looks very old. He is a thicky bear, honestly. If you if you look at him, sticky He's... bear, the thicky bear. Yeah, it's by Xerox. Oh, I've seen Sticky Bear before. You've seen him before? In a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I've seen him before, but this bear in a oversized uh, talking head suit looks very <laughs> familiar. 
This is not his beautiful forest. Okay. All right. Next set. Set five. We've got Mango Plumo. Cave okay. Witch 2. Or Battle Skipper. All right. The first one was called Mango Plumo. Correct. Um, that that's just a fun name. Mm-hmm. Mango Plumo. Yeah. Um, Mango Plumo. That sounds like it's in Pig Latin, but it's not. <laughs> Could it be? I guess it would be like Mango, so it would be like Gman. <laughs> plumo. Mm. <laughs> Goman Maple. Goman Maple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that didn't give me anything. Mango Plumo. I think this is actually uh, a like nature game that teaches you about animals. And the lead character is one of those like party parrots that looks like a mango, and his mm. name is Mango Plumo because he's got mango plumage. I love that. Uh, yeah, and he just you know Mango Plumo and all of his uh fun bird jungle friends like um guava tailo and <laughs> papaya wingo yes yes um what was the second game uh cave witch 2 the sequel cave to cave witch, witch 2 yeah 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 i i think that cave witch 1 was probably one of your favorite games growing up <laughs> Why do you say that? He just plays a cave witch. I don't know. You just you just live like a simplified life as a cave witch. Okay, There's yeah. nobody there trying to like run you out of town. You're and not. Nobody's an evil looking witch. for a witch in a cave. Yeah, like if you're a city witch, people might be like, oh, "Get out of my city! Quit going to Starbucks." <laughs> but if you're a cave witch, people leave you alone. Yeah, it's true. You can live, you know, live your best life. Pick some herbs. Make a potion. Yeah, it was uh, it was a metaphor. It was in the late 80s, kind of at the peak of the uh, maybe the mainstream acceptance of the AIDS crisis and thus the LGBT oh. community. So it was saying, you know, if you have an aunt who's a cave witch, <laughs> uh, that's OK. And like she can live her best Leave life her alone. Like, yeah, it was it was basically like accept your lesbian aunt. OK, game. OK, I like that. That's nice. And that's yeah, like I said, it was your favorite game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, yeah, uh, you got it. You got it. The third game was called Battle Skipper. Battle Skipper. Okay. Yeah. So this game um, was about history and uh, pacifism. So it was kind of like how Oregon Trail—you go from like uh, settlement to settlement. You try to make it all the way to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Battle Skipper was about um you could there was a few different campaigns in it. You could do the Civil War, you could do either of the World Wars. Um those were the three campaigns. Mm-hmm. And you went from battle to battle as uh, a Union or American soldier, except it was a game about pacifism, so you would hear about the battle and hear about like all the details and the historical pieces of information, but there was no like shooting in it or anything like that. You always just had to come up with an excuse of why you had to skip the battle. <laughs> I love that. 
So you would like comically slip on a banana peel or like <laughs> you forget your helmet at home. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, you're allergic to... War. Uh, war, yeah. Yeah, battle okay. skipper. Battle skipper, yeah. Um, I think Cave Witch 2 is real. Ah, that sounds like something you would make though. But it sounds real too. Ah, Cave Witch 2 is Botnik. Battle Skipper or what was the first one? Mango Plumo. Mango Plumo is GPT-2. Battle Skipper is real. Oh, you're wrong across the board for once in your oh. life. So Mango Plumo is real. And I was looking it up. You might almost be on the money with what it is. It's about like a mango colored bird. And he wow. like goes on adventures. <laughs> so um, uh, Cave Witch 2 is uh, GPT-2. Um, and Battle Skipper was Botnik. Mango Plumo is yeah. real. And it's like exactly Take what a I look described. at him. Yeah. Wait, they have a plot and characters section. Tell me some of the other characters are also called like those things. Uh, uh, the evil professor funny bone. <laughs> That's pretty much. Uh, That's there's it. also Hocus Pocus, who's like an evil wizard or something. Yeah. Uh, not very creative. No. Round six. We've got Operation Bugs. The Eiffel Tower okay. in New York, and okay, Gertrude's Secrets. Oh, Gertrude's Secrets! <laughs> Gertrude's Secrets is the same game as Cave Witch Two. It was just <laughs> the localization, um, Japan and America. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> no further comment. Okay, that's fine. Um, the first game was called uh, Operation Bugs. Operation Bugs. Uh, so you're you're intoning it wrong. It's not Operation Bugs. It's Operation Bugs. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, it's a bug anatomy game where you perform surgeries <laughs> on tiny insects. Very uh, weird. Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it's ahead a weird of one. its time. <laughs> we'll all be playing games like that one day. Um. Yeah. It. It was very difficult to operate on a bug when you're yeah. a child and you don't know what bug body parts are. And it's so small. Yeah, so t it, it, you can't even zoom in in the game. No, <laughs> it's real. Yeah, it's like real to size. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, good luck. What about the Eiffel and Tower the in New game? York? Uh, the Eiffel Tower in New York. Um, so I don't, I haven't played Carmen Sandiego, have you? Oh, no, I have not. I've never played a Carmen Sandiego game. Okay, Same. so I can wildly speculate. My impression was that Carmen Sandiego games, uh, you are a detective, Carmen Sandiego, and you're trying to hunt someone down and you're getting like geography clues about mm -hmm. them. And you, you're like, oh, it's a pyramid. They must be in Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, I might be wrong, I but whatever. I think kind of right. I thought she was a thief, but maybe she's trying to find the thieves. I don't know. She might be the thief. I don't know. Maybe you're hunting her down and she is the thief. Ah. And you are an unnamed person. Okay. In any case, uh, <laughs> Eiffel Tower in New York is basically that game. Uh, it's yet another one of these ripoffs. Okay. 
um, that this is just demonstrating one of the many silly things that can happen in this game. You could find the Eiffel Tower <laughs> in New York. Right, okay. The Statue of Liberty in Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> the London Eye in Taguchigalpa. Beautiful. And many more. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, that game was written in Tracery, where they had <laughs> Landmark and City as the only two slots, <laughs> and it would just randomize, and it would be like, is the blank in blank? And you would say yes or no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, I, I um, this was then, developed by Kate Compton, actually, herself. Like, yeah, this is her newest project. Yes, yeah. Um, Dr. Kate Compton. Oh, true. Uh, and yeah, it's there's not much of a game when you say if you say yes, that is there. It just says like great, or if you say no, it <laughs> says like ah uh, the thief, you know, Sandy Carmen. That's it. Ego it just must've... says ah the thief. Yeah, it just says ah the thief, and then that's all. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the thief Sandy Carmenego must have <laughs> stolen the Eiffel Tower and put it in New York. Right. Yes. 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 Yeah. You gotta respect a thief who doesn't keep their wares for themselves, but just puts them somewhere else. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's a chaotic neutral thief. Yeah, it's not somebody trying to profit off of this. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Uh, okay. I think Operation Bugs is real. Is what? Sorry. I th- is real. Okay. I think Gertrude's secret is. GPT-2, and Eiffel Tower in New York is Botnik. Oh, you're wrong across the board again. Gertrude's Secrets is real, and it's about a duck. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, it's is like... Is she a lesbian? She, I mean, look at her, probably. What is she wearing on her head? She's Oh, I guess she's wearing like Who a bonnet. Who is she wearing? <laughs> Who is she wearing? Um, yeah, I don't... It's just... It's, a, it's, an, it's an edutainment game. About a duck named Gertrude. Um, Eiffel Tower wow, in New this York. this is truly ancient. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eiffel Tower in New York is uh, Neural Net, and Operation Bugs was Botnik. It somewhat blows my mind that, like, this sort of game, like, it's it's ancient. It looks awful. But this was, like, a computer game that, like, right? kids could play, like, when my dad was in high school. Right? I know. That is wild. <laughs> That doesn't seem possible that they had graphics. <laughs> that doesn't seem then. ethical. <laughs> How did they get away with it for so long? <laughs> okay. Next round, we've got uh, Club Penguin, Revenge of the Penguin Family. Ooh. Paint with Aladdin. And Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Donkey Kong Jr. what? Math. Oh, so... The first one was, sorry. Club Penguin, Revenge of the Penguin Family. Revenge of the Goomba Family. Yeah, so Club Penguin, Revenge of the Penguin Family, (laughs) to me, does sound like a mafia game. It does. Um, Club Penguin, famously, uh, massively multiplayer, online, role-playing penguin game for children. Mm. Uh, Basically like World of Warcraft, but everyone's a penguin. There are no goals, and it's for seven-year-olds. It shut down just a couple of years ago. So I think this is what happened, that they shut down and then they made like single-player computer games like Club Penguin Revenge of the Penguin Family. Oh, okay. That would make sense, I guess. That helped to explain why like 
You know, oh. they didn't just want to say server space is expensive. Right. They wanted so to they give it a had, story. Like, a yeah. Whole, yeah. A story of like the penguin family. Uh, they were wronged when Club Penguin, the uh, the upscale resort built on their property. And yeah, mm. their revenge was uh, blowing the place up and ah. cutting the servers. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's basically a visual novel. Yeah. Okay. Nothing yeah, to yeah, really yeah. do, but you walk through and kind of experience this story. Yes. Yeah. Paint with Aladdin yes. is a new virtual reality tie-in game <laughs> with the live action <laughs> Aladdin movie. Sounds, sounds highly, uh, probable. Yeah. There's been plenty of these games that have been definitely aimed at, uh, the male fantasy where, you know, you're standing mm. next to a half-naked woman. Mm-hmm. This game is aimed the other way, that maybe you want to be standing next to a half-naked guy. Okay, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe you saw and Aladdin when you were a kid and it awoken something in you. Yeah. So, yeah, Paint with Aladdin, it's, uh, it's just a really simple kind of painting, like, art game in VR that you probably already <laughs> It's like had, a wine and paint like night. A, yeah, exactly. With Aladdin, um, it's, yeah. It's like, it's actually a lot like Ghost, where mm, Aladdin oh. keeps like putting his arms kind of around oh, your arms no. while you're painting. Oh, no. Um, there's also a mod where Genie will do it, but it's oh, Will Smith Genie, of course. No! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even a very good paint game. Like, it's, this is really just to have intimate moments with Aladdin or Genie. <sighs> no, um, or the you. monkey. He's so small. He, he just kind of tries to reach around. You. <laughs> uh, and the last game was Donkey Kong Junior Two Math. No two, just just math. Donkey Kong Two Junior Math. <laughs> Donkey Junior Two Kong Math. Yes. Okay. Donkey Kong Junior Math. Yes. Um, this is a game where you do math problems as Donkey Kong to save his son, or maybe it's the other way around. Um, <laughs> to save this his is... dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. No, this is actually, this, I know this is the real game and I have played it, uh, but you are Donkey Kong's son, Donkey Kong Jr. And you have to like move, save your dad? like basically you'll see like three blank three equals six and you have to like. You know, climb up some vines and put the plus ah, sign in the right place. Okay. Like, you do fill in the blank math, um, and it's it looks like the original Donkey Kong game where you are Mario. You have to get to the top left where Donkey Kong has the princess uh, okay. in jail. But in this version, you are Donkey Kong's son, and in the top left, Mario has your dad in jail. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually kind of like dark for yeah. being a math game. Uh, interesting. Uh, anyway, yeah, teaching children real. math with a, uh, emotional blackmail is interesting. Yeah, it's uh, learn math, or your parents will get it from this strange <laughs> Italian man who looks suspiciously similar to the characters <laughs> the Goomba in Goomba family. family. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the real one. Paint yes. with Aladdin is Botnik, and the first one Club was Penguin GPT-2. Revenge of the Penguin Family. You're correct across the board. Yeah. Okay. Round eight, I think, we've got 
Girls, right? That's girls colon race the backyard. Okay. My dad isn't very Nintendo. Or. Oh, hell yeah. Let's talk about me. <laughs> oh, I like that one of them has to be real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's start with my dad isn't very Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, yeah. Uh, so in the mid 90s, early 90, mid 90s, there were console wars. Um, there's been various <laughs> console wars over time, but the 90s console wars was Sega and Nintendo. And Sega! There was like... Sorry, yeah. that was my Puyo Puyo Tetris uh, uh, start screen impression. Go on. I believe you mean that was your Mango Mango Plumo. <laughs> plumo Plumo Mango. Plumo Plumo Mango. <laughs> this is you, for no every one. Every time you eat a mango from now on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah it was like the sega does what nintendo don't and like all these like edgy like uh 90s ads of like sega's the cool one no nintendo's the cool one so my impression of um my dad isn't very nintendo <laughs> is you're playing as a kid whose dad's a real square he still plays the uh sega saturn with sonic on it and you wish your dad was more cool and nintendo so it's uh you you basically just sneak in and like over time change things about him so like you replace his glasses with cool sunglasses <laughs> you replace his like uh suit jacket with like a leather coat and eventually, the very last level, you replace his Sega Saturn with a <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is the third one, which was... Let's talk about me. Let's talk about me. Uh, this was a text adventure. Um, it was actually like an early... Um, like postmodern game, which was impressive because these games were <laughs> not even modern yet. But it's a text based game where it's narrated and you basically can just choose like left or right, yes or no, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, but over time, the game starts taking over. You don't get to make oh, the decisions God. anymore. Um, it The narrator just starts talking about like stops talking about the events of the story and starts talking about his own kind of oh, struggles and worries and wanting to have like power and control and eventually uh you know you don't it'll go for paragraphs and paragraphs where you don't get to input any text <laughs> and then finally you'll get like a really simple like left or right or whatever and whatever you choose the narrator will just do the opposite I don't like how easily you come up with ideas for games that will just slowly tear you apart psychologically. I so I actually don't like those kinds of games. Why and they've would been, you? They're kind of dying out now, but they were the hotness the last like five years. Really? So I've had a lot of time to think about the like <laughs> what I consider I'm 14 and this is deep uh, okay. postmodern video game <laughs> world. And now everyone's like, well, he's talking about, you know, Doki Doki Literature Club, but not Stanley's Parable. I'm talking about all of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was for, like, the three people that listen to this that have well, strong opinions about postmodern video games. That's probably, I mean, that's probably, the three people who listen to this podcast probably do. Uh, and the last 
game we need to talk about was... Girls, colon, race the backyard. Girls, colon, race to the backyard. It's just race the backyard. Race the backyard. Mm -hmm. Okay. Girls, race the backyard. Yeah. Um, I think that was just like weird phrasing or like ran out of characters that they could uh, type before they would have to like put it on a more powerful computer. Mm -hmm. But this was just a, uh, it was a Hot Wheels game, just reskinned and aimed (laughs) at girls. Girls, Mm, race the backyard. Yeah. And you basically just, you know, you made plastic, uh, well, video game plastic. You made little like toy race tracks and then you could... Like, you would fit uh, pieces together for the racetracks, and then you could play car races on your custom track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everything was, like, pink and yeah. purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. Uh, of those, the real one is... Girls Race the Backyard. Okay. Let's Talk About Me is Botnik. And what was the other one? My dad isn't very Nintendo. My dad isn't very Nintendo is GPT-2. Oh, you did the real Nick Switch. Let's talk about me is oh. real. And funny enough, it was a game for girls. It was like huh. a 1995 girl-oriented video game. Uh, you would talk about like... In which the female narrator starts taking <laughs> over control. Uh, yeah, Girls Race the Backyard was Butnik. I don't know why I thought that one would be the real one. I liked the idea of, well, I was thinking of it as it kind of what you said, but less like Hot Wheels and more just like, basically, let's talk about me. But if it were like an action racing game, it sounds like is what I was thinking. And it was just like fun mini games in your backyard. Um, yeah. And I liked the idea of it. Um, uh, round nine. We've got uh, the big teeth of the Wild West. Swamp gas visits the United States of America. Wow. Or shapes in American history. This is the American. This is the good old American round. Oh, man. I like all of these. Let's talk about shapes in American history. Let's talk about shapes in American history. This is one of the more ill-conceived games ever. This was (laughs) if you have two kids who are like, uh, let's say, five and eight. No, let's say let you have two kids that are like five and like fourteen. Uh-huh. Um, I get where you're there going. There are two with this. modes yeah. to this game. There's shapes and there's American history. You're you see these different scenes and then are quizzed about them. Mm-hmm. If you're in shapes mode, it's like, you know, uh how many squares did you see in that scene? Mm-hmm. Um and if you're in American history mode. It it's was like a like, DBQ. That scene was about yeah. It's a it, yeah. You just have to write a five page essay. <laughs> uh, no, if you're in history mode, then it's like that scene was the signing of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> and like asks you like a few uh, questions okay. about like the who was the guy that said uh, my name's Thomas Jefferson. Who was that guy? <laughs> who, uh, what year was it? But if you're in shapes mode, it was like, here's a picture of Thomas Jefferson again. What shape is his eye? 
And I, I remember, and, and older kids would like spend a long time playing the game and their parents would be like, oh, you, you've, you've been spending a lot of time uh, with that, with that American history game. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I've got, I've logged a lot of hours on it. Turns out they were just playing the shapes game the whole time to rack up the, uh, the time spent on it. Cause it would give the parents like a printout of how much time they spent on the uh, game. Yeah, as- the old shapes glitch <laughs> that it would only record what the last one you played was. Right, so if you yeah. played hours of shapes, then one round of history. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Shapes of American History or whatever. Shapes in American History, yeah. What was the Swamp Gas one? That would be Swamp Gas Visits the United States of America. Visits or this is? <laughs> Visits. Swamp Gas. Okay. Swamp this Gas and this is America. America. Don't catch me slipping now. Uh, swamp Gas Visits the United States of America is um it's not just about the gas that comes off of a swamp this is a uh an international monster swamp gas mm-hmm. um he's basically just like a green bigfoot Ooh. um and he had just gotten done terrorizing australia his european tour was last winter and now he's visiting the united states of america yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. um it's it's oregon trails except you're not trying to stay alive from east coast to northwest you're trying to uh kill as many people as you can okay good yep and the first one was uh the big teeth of the wild west big teeth uh the big teeth of the wild west is uh that's a western game of course Mm -hmm. and the big teeth is just the nickname for a particular sheriff (laughs) um he has big teeth uh yeah it's just uh sheriff him up um you are the new sheriff in town as a sheriff always is and you have to keep the town safe snuff out crime um it was a educational game so the crimes weren't normally violent crimes but like if someone was crossing the street Mm -hmm. the wrong way or didn't separate the recyclables you (laughs) could write them up Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm okay yeah all right um so shapes in american history has to be the real one right um big teeth wild west is botnik and swamp gas is gpt2 you're wrong across the board swamp gas is real and he is a little creature he's not green but he's like a little purple alien and yeah big teeth is net shapes is is nick Wow, yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah, that's Swamp um, Gas. It's the worst fucking name for like a cute little children exist? character. I don't know. All right. Yeah, weird. And on to the final round. And this is the only round that I like did have a name for in my head, which sound, which was something to the effect of sounds too too boring to play. Why would you? <laughs> why would you play? That it was a great uh, name for the round. Um, we've got published playtime, the New York Times preschool, and Europress bookshelf. Okay, published playtime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that again you're intoning it oddly. Oh, but this is three separate words: <laughs> published playtime. Play time. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So this is. Uh, <laughs> 
This is all about published plays. Okay. Um, it's not an acting game. It's more like a literature dramaturgy game. Okay. Um, where you kind of read and uh, experience a little bit of the history of some published plays. Um, yeah, it's it's more just about like the play publishing business mm-hmm. and like the politics of writing a play and uh, getting it published. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, published play time. Sure, yeah. Okay. New York Times Preschool. Yep. Is uh, this is like the New York Times crossword puzzle, um, but way easier. <laughs> um, in fact, it's not even a puzzle; it's more of a maze. Oh, um, it's it looks like an unfinished crossword puzzle where it's like <clears throat> black and white grid <laughs> with like arbitrary black shapes. Um, but you play as like a. A toddler just trying to make it through the maze That's and cute. escape the New York Times preschool. That's ingenuitive. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. And Europress bookshelf. And what was the last one? Oh, yeah. Europress bookshelf. Europress bookshelf. A uh, Europress, not a book press. It's an espresso machine. It's a <laughs> French press, I mean. Um, this is a I Spy book mm. where, or an oh, I Spy I book I game where you have to, yeah, it's just like you get, uh, you get random, like, what sound like, uh, indie music album titles, like Europress Bookshelf <laughs> or Mitsubishi Macchiato, and you have to click <laughs> on the item in the scene that corresponds to this seemingly random combination of words. <laughs> okay. So you're looking through, you're like, this bookshelf doesn't have anything. You're like checking all like the publishers of the books. You're like, no one on here is called Europress. <laughs> then you notice like the paperweight at the top is a French press. And you're like, ah, oh, Jesus. You saying I yeah. Spy just reminded me of another game I played as a child, which was I Spy Spooky Mansion. And if I can find that to play, man, I'm going to have a great night. Anyway, what do you think these are? Heartbroken that it's not called I Spy Spooky Man. <laughs> Spooky uh, Man. You should have a Friday night or Saturday night recurring stream I of you would playing love to. childhood. I absolutely will. Yeah. Might be a different night each I... week. Is that bad? Like, <laughs> is that bad? Like, I don't know. SEO. Yeah, I don't fucking care. I don't know. Everyone's working from home and home and from work these days. There's no such thing as a weekend anymore. That's true. A weekend is a construction of capitalism. Uh, Anyway. Playing I Spy Spooky Mansion is practice. Exactly. Okay. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Uh, New York Times Preschool is GPT-2. I Spy Spooky Mansion (laughs) is what you said. (laughs) It's Europress bookshelf. Correct, yeah. Is real and published playtime is Botnik. You finished off strong. Got them all right on that nice. last round. I was not keeping score at all with any of these, but you did very good. There were very few one and one mix ups. You either like got them all or got none <laughs> for it the most part. It was either Justin fuck shit up <laughs> or, or Justin fuck shit Justin up. Justin fuck shit up. 
Um, and it was lovely. Um, Real Netnik, a great game. It was delightful. Oh. We haven't played in a while, and normally I have to make these so I don't get to play very much. <laughs> so thank you for making them of and letting course. me play it. Um, uh, yeah, if you would like to get into contact with us anyway, um, you can email us at robots at backcamp.org. You can tweet at us at robot typewriter. And we have a theme song, and it's called Video Challenge by Anna Monaguchi. And like I mentioned, I will probably be doing some fun uh, streaming on, probably on my YouTube channel. Might try out Twitch if that isn't such a nightmare as uh, YouTube was the other night. Um, I'll be around. Check me on Twitter. I'm at Allison Perone, but Perone has three R's in it because I couldn't get the other one. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, keep keep an eye on it. I'll I'll be making some some whack shit because I'm watch I'm that alone. space. Yeah, um, yeah. Did I say everything? Yeah. Did I do it right? Did I do a good job? Um, uh, yeah. You did great, Anna. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so I had some uh, I had some runners up that GPT two uh, spit out uh, for computer games that were. Too absurd to keep in the game because they were so clearly not real, but I had to share. So we've got um, Donald Glover, 1994. That's in parentheses, so the year it was made. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you say the year he was born? That can't be <laughs> The right. year it was made. The game, I'm the game Donald uh. Glover in this scenario. Um, we've got Disney's Aladdin in Seinfeld. It's 1996. Uh, Donald Glover would have been 11 years old when his game came out. <laughs> yeah, maybe he made it himself. Also, Disney's Aladdin in Seinfeld, did you correct, say? Correct, correct, yeah. It was made in 1996. What's the deal with a magic carpet ride? <laughs> uh, we've... It's not new, and it's not a whole world. <laughs> uh, we've got Disney Pixar Learning, colon, beat the high school musical. Hmm. <laughs> This is just Pixar's quest to make more money than High School Musical <laughs> yeah. and prove that they are the more valuable <laughs> Disney property. Yeah, we've got the Marlin Wayhouse, Dis- <laughs> Disney's Marlo Brando's theme park. Marlo Brando? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, it's Marlin. Sorry, it's the Marlin Wayhouse. Mango, Puyo, Pio, The Marlin Wayhouse, Disney's Marlin Brando's theme park. I love the idea of Disney's Marlin Brando. <laughs> I hate it. I can picture it in my mind. I can eye, show you the like world. That old Marlin Brando in like Disney style. Very bad. Um, and I'm kind of picturing the dad from Aladdin. That's fair. There's a dad in Aladdin. I've seen Aladdin maybe once. Anyway, the final one. Oh, like the little dad. <laughs> like the, the king. King, the sultan. The yeah. Jasmine's dad, yes. not Aladdin's dad. Right. I, I was like, I thought he was like a notoriously dad. absent. Um, okay. Notoriously an orphan. Yeah. No, he has a mom. Um, uh, notoriously a half orphan. A half orc. Um, That's what I call people who are raised by a single parent to demean both (laughs) them and the parent. And finally, uh, a 1984 uh, computer game title, which is (laughs) Ethan Hawke's Big Adventure. (laughs) This was the peak of Ethan Hawke popularity. (laughs) It was the, uh, the, the Before Sunrise computer game. Is that what that movie's called? I don't know. I've never seen it. Anyway, it is, but I don't know anything about it. I think so it was definitely made after 1984, so maybe it was based off this computer that game. That's certainly true. <laughs> uh, that's that. 
that's what we really like. Beep to you next. Beep to you next. Maybe more. No.